Let's go, champ. Let's go, champ. Hey, yo, welcome back to the Underground Treehouse Podcast, a podcast that discusses and reviews music of all genres. I am one fourth of your host, Ruben. Joining me as always is Isaac. Hello, hello. Marcos. Hi. And Keenan. What up? This week, we're going to be reviewing the debut studio album, God's Country by Chatpile. Yes, sir. Uh, metal band from OKC. Uh, but as always, before we get into that, we will be giving you our music recommendations of the week as well as our local beer recommendations of the week. Uh, Marco, start us off with the music, baby. All right. Well, <laughs> since we literally just uh, came across uh, them literally like five minutes ago or him, <laughs> it's going to be that <laughs> fucking uh, hard style fucking techno song that we just found out. Um, guy goes by Barbalos. Barbalos. Um, he's a he's a DJ. I we literally just found out about him like literally five minutes ago from a League of Legends meme. Yeah, from a League of Legends meme. <laughs> Organic <laughs> as fuck. And Ruben's right? like, yo, yeah. Ruben's like, yo, this shit goes hard as fuck. <laughs> Who is Wait, this? I'm oh, like, send oh. me this. Yeah, and I went to comments and I just pulled up his SoundCloud. He's on he's on Spotify too. His name is Baba Lokes. And what was the name of the song? Uh, well, the song that caught Ruben's attention was Power Up. Sick. Oh, so. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were going to set us up. My bad. Oh, no. Sorry. I was reading. Uh, he's a Psytrance, Progressive Trance, High Tech from Switzerland. Oh, those oh, Swiss, Swiss motherfuckers. Crazy. You know how to fucking uh, uh, launder money and make music. <laughs> For real. The pure brand what? whites are built different. Yeah, they're built different. <laughs> yes, sir. And make good watches. And good watches. And watch. good watches. Yes, sir. And they're good at snowboarding. And they have good uh, knives. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They do indeed. They make the fuck out of a knife. <laughs> tell you that much right now. Uh, this week, I've been going back into Lingua Ignata's catalog, and she did a cover of the very popular, very well done song Jolene by Dolly Parton. Oh, I fucking cover of that love song. that song. Is it really good? I she. I mean, nothing beats the original in my opinion, but she elevates that song in her own way and just adds just so much of so much theatrics and so much heart, passion, and rawness to it that is really worth the you know listen. Who, so. You know who else does a really amazing cover at that? Can I guess before you say it? Yeah. Uh, uh, the White Stripes. No. Okay, go ahead. Uh, the White Sa- Stripes version of that is hard as fuck. Miley Cyrus. Miley, yes, yeah, she sir. She seems that shit like in a backyard or some yeah, shit, bro. And she kills good. it. Good, it's yeah. so good. I think yeah. that's the song that put me on like Dolly, uh, Dolly Patron, Patron, Parton, Parton, Dolly, Dolly Patron. Dolly Patron. Damn, Dolly <laughs> 30 Alright, so my pick this week Or my recommendation this week Is The World's Greatest Dad Shout Let's out go! Shout out Yes sir Yes Just sir saw them last Tuesday We We Besides Ruben Besides Ruben We yeah. we I was, out, buddy. I was out that week womp, womp. God damn it yep. You're good You missed a good show buddy I know Did Fuck. You, we, we put uh, on a great show um, Midwest Pop punk, well, not even Midwest. On my bad, just pop punk from Atlanta. Songs to recommend: Dad Jeans and Laughing While You're Smiling. So I, good, run it up. Yeah, Isaac, why why would he pick Dad Jeans? Explain the story to this. Ladies and gentlemen, for those who don't know, <laughs> motherfucking Keenan the Goat. <laughs> We're listening to this band, right? We're watching them live perform their 
blood is pumping through their veins. They're fucking killing that shit. Keenan goes, they they go, hey, we're gonna play a song, whatever. And Keenan says, nah, fuck that. <laughs> play this other song. And the band goes, should we play that song? And they're like, fuck yeah. This man influenced the fucking set list. He altered so, it. So then check this out. Cool, whatever, right? 15 minutes before that, Keenan goes, yeah, dog, I saw these fools when it was just me and the sound guy, bro, and it was lit <laughs> as fuck, and they killed it. So I was like, okay, word, that's what's up. Like, you're a real one, whatever. We're watching the concert live. This shit goes, hey, yo, were you one of the two people who saw us live that one time? And he was like, yeah, that was me. Fuck you, me. And they gave him hella props. They were hella cool. They smoked us out fat. They were <laughs> good people. They, they did. Uh, uh, nothing nothing but good things to say about that band nothing but good things to say about Keenan Keenan runs that pop punk shit <laughs> everybody else Facts. bow down for Facts. damn yeah. word shout out thank you for the kind words he also told me to apply to uh, the lead singers uh, she girlfriend. offered you a job right? <laughs> yeah. dude she nice. ran a whole pitch and damn. it sounded sweet yeah Marcus was like bro she just straight up offered me a job <laughs> My recommendation of the week is going to be the album Young Hot Ebony 2 by Father. Woo. Yes, sir. Just good old, another Atlanta artist. Just good old grimy Atlanta hip hop. Off the song Horsepower, I think he has these bars that I think just kind of like encapsulate the whole vibe of the album perfectly. Palms black with gunpowder. Whip got horsepower. Crackers out here screaming white power. My nose full of that white powder. <laughs> later on, he has the bar selling meth to white boys in Volcom. <laughs> <laughs> that, that god damn that's just the kind of outrageous shit you're gonna get from father we have a volcom store here too <laughs> yeah he's slinging it out in the fucking yeah. coronado mall all right beer recommendation of the week our beer this week is gonna be the pendejo porter oh, shit. brewed out west <laughs> at the little toad creek brewery in silver city new mexico where the fuck did you get this at total wine yeah what keenan took a picture of the uh of the description at Total Wine. I just want to read off to you real quick. Roasty aroma meets dark rich male in this substantial porter. Medium in body but heavy in flavor with the slight warmth of alcohol. So be careful. Too many could turn you into a pendejo. <laughs> <laughs> and then it ends with malted barley water yeast tops. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, man, this is a great porter. I've actually never heard this brewery before. I've never even been to Silver City. But, uh, shit, man. Now that we know, now that we've had this delicious beer, if I'm ever in the area, we 100% need to make a stop at the uh, Little Toad Creek. You My turn into Bendejo. Oh, yeah. I think we're already on our way there. <laughs> we, we might already be there. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Go on this journey with us. <laughs> <laughs> All right. God's Country by Chat Pile. Keenan's pick. Why did you pick this, Keenan? Honestly, I've never heard of this, Ben. Um, I just saw the, the album circulating on social media. Everybody was posting it, and my favorite band, Touche, they reposted it, and I was like, all right, I got to get on this. Let's see what this is. Heard the, I think it was the second single, um, which and also the second track, Why? Mm -hmm. And after the first listen, I was hooked. So when you had sent this over, you described this as sludge metal. Um, I mean, as far as me, you know, I, I kind of have like, somewhat of an idea of what sludge metal is going to sound like yeah uh but dude off the first track slaughterhouse those just first couple like drum hits dude. we get i was like wait i think this is going to be a little bit more than sludge metal 
And this this band does a really good but weird job of like incorporating all these different subgenres into the sound you know sludge is there for sure yeah um but shit dude i'm getting like a lot of like noise metal i'm getting like a lot of almost industrial sounding stuff too you know i agree it's very reminiscent of like god flesh and like skinny candy. puppy and can candy uh, to an extent yeah candy is more of like the the like sample the like what would be the word the electronic industrial yeah. whereas this has like zero electronics added it's industrial in the sense it's like super um, metallic super like, like death grips nah i, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how to describe it i i know exactly what you mean just when i when i think of industrial when it comes to this sort of sound mm -hmm. i literally think like fucking rusty pipes and shit yeah, like, dude. like i just get like this sort of metallic vibe like i don't know it's literally given the album cover yeah the album cover matched with a lot of the lyrical themes on this album yeah. makes so much fucking sense yeah it just looks like this like vacant industrial plot of land with like yep. all these like electrical wires hanging through yeah. and shit you know and it's ironic that this shit is called god's country because this album is so now you know we had just talked about candy and candy was very nihilistic but oh my god dude to have an album called God's Country and to be talking about like Dude. the most depraved shit was so cool. Like it's two complete opposites, but it works so well in the sense of this album. I completely agree. I think the it's not even nihilistic. I think it's just literally flipping the mirror back at society. Oh, like and for it's sure. showing you know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's it's showing the reflection of what's looking back at you. You know what I mean? It's there it's songs talking about school shootings or or mass shootings I should say it's yeah. the in the meat industry homeless heavy people topics. homeless people like so so many topics that are so profound to like America specifically you know like oh, I mean yeah. I'm sure that you know a lot of these topics could apply to other places but all of these topics in one place only in America you know what I mean mm -hmm. so we could just start off with the track that put you on Ooh, why? why why second track of the whole album why as Marcos had alluded to, this song is all about, you know, the the issues that we have with homelessness in the country and, you know, basically saying we have the resources to take care of these people and we're just refusing not to. You know, we're forcing these people to live out on the streets. Uh, I mean, I, I just kind of want to say this now because if I don't, then I'm just going to say it with every track. The lead singer of this band is amazing. Dude, you know, his so performances sick. are amazing. He's very... Um, He's very performative, you know. I mean, me and Isaac had talked, and you said it was like similar to somebody in a play. You know, it's very oh yeah, hundred percent. He 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 has that play vibe because he projects. He he's very much a projector. He sings to the back of the audience. He he has the style that that when you hear it, it, it automatically catches your attention because you feel like he's like speaking to you specifically. Whether you're front row in the back of the stadium up in the rafters like he's singing to you you know what i mean mm -hmm. he, it's he he's he's very very oh, talented and and the different styles in which he sings he does all of them very very well and as weird as it sounds like he's very like visual like what he's seen how he delivers it like you can literally picture what's going on specifically like there's two songs that we'll get to later that's just like you can literally like just put yourself in like the place or like the characters that he's talking about and it's insane. 
and how, very palpable. Yeah, just the way he could just like grabs you. It's oh. like the lyrics with yeah. his vocal delivery, like are are something that I haven't heard from um you know metal you know outfit in a very long time. Oh yeah, it, it is. I loved Black Midi. Black Midi didn't make me feel bad about eating a fucking cheeseburger, bro. It <laughs> didn't make me feel bad about not giving, you know, uh, a person without a home fucking change. You know what I mean? Like, it, 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 this band made me think, you know? Oh, uh, 100%. 100%. And which is why I wanted to start off on the track. Why? So, I have, a, I have a friend on Instagram who posted this song. He was one of the ones that I saw posting of this album. And he posted this song and he tagged Mayor Keller to it. What? Because, That's as funny. we were saying, this whole song is why do people have to live outside mm-hmm. in tents when we, he, to quote him, he says, we have the means, you know, we have the resources. The resources, yep. You know, and he tagged Mayor Keller in it. And after that, like, I saw like two or like three other people just tagging Mayor Keller in it. No way. Like, Dude. And that dude's a metalhead. So I wonder if he's actually listening to it. Right? Yeah, he showed up to that one, like, I, I forget what it was, but he showed up to some conference or something in the Pantera yeah. Christmas sweater. So he better have, better listen to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy that, you know, something like this hits so close to home. You know, our oh, city seriously. definitely has a huge issue with this. It's gotten worse over the past couple of years. I mean, oh yeah, so. bro, Isaac's right down the road from it. Yeah. Bro, yeah, yeah. that's true. Like... That whole park. Oh, 98th and Ladero has gone really bad over the past two years. Really? It was never like that. But yeah, it's like that now. I do have. So uh, it's a very serious song. Okay. You know. Say it, bro. I already know. Oh, God. You know, the messaging is very heartfelt, right? Okay. We're listening to this. Okay. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Yeah, no. I'm with you, bro. I'm with you. I'm with you. (laughs) Can you read the part before, though? Okay, yeah, yeah. So, read yeah. the part that before because so, the part before breaks my heart. It, it does. So, so that's what we were saying about the about the lead singer is he's very like he's very raw with his lyrics. You know, it's no punches pulled, very in your face, live and direct. So once he gets into like the second or the third verse, he says, "I've never had to push my shit all around in a shopping cart, have you?" God damn! And he like screams it. Okay, yeah, yeah and his vo- yeah it. his delivery is insane. <laughs> but then right after. <laughs> says have you ever had ringworm that's what i was gonna ask why does he say ringworm <laughs> and then after scabies <laughs> i like it couldn't i couldn't help but like be taken out of the song for a second i was like i literally have that in my well, notes yeah those see? are two terrible things <laughs> it is but it's just like i mean there's more terrible things than ringworms i don't know what scabies is or scabies it's like cooties right <laughs> well i'm he's talking about being homeless and then he's gonna bring up cooties yeah exactly I, I it took me like you said it took me out of the song like what the fuck why do you, why do you gotta mention ringworm like it took you out of the song like yeah, the passion of it I guess like you know the emotional stay behind it and I'm just like hi ringworm a lot worse things you like herpes <laughs> AIDS so, like, yeah scabies scabies is a, an infestation of the skin by the human itch mite oh shit literally the microscopic scabies mite burrows into the upper layer of the skin where it lives and lays its eggs. Ooh, that sounds hot. <laughs> the most common <laughs> symptoms of scabies are intense itching and a pimple-like skin rash. Oh. Never heard of that. That's kind of interesting. Scary. And then ringworm, obviously ringworm yeah, is just ringworm. You get it from yeah. wrestling too and grappling. You do. 
It's like uh um, no, you gotta bleach those mats. That's why the wrestling room stink, fam. <laughs> <laughs> Dead serious. <laughs> Uh, but overall, it was like a really passionate fucking song about a real life issue. Not only the only song like that, but pretty I, insane. I think I think the reason why he brings up, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think the reason why he brings up, you know, ringworm and all that is because it's one of those things where it's like you don't think about it. You don't think that that's like, you know, something that like, you know, is like problematic or you know that it like plagues them, but it's something that probably affects more of those people than you would think the same thing. So I was watching this video one time and they were interviewing, you know, homeless people. And they were saying like, what, what's like something that you would really, really appreciate. And, you know, most people would think, you know, you know, food, you know, you know, a tent, you know, this, that, and the third, a lot of them, they said socks. Said socks were very, very important. Oh, wow. So in my mind, I think ringworm, it, it makes me think of socks. It makes me think it's something that you don't think about, but it's something that probably plagues them a lot more than you would think. Probably same with scabbies. Probably. Exactly. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Thing. It makes sense. Same exact thing. You don't think about it, but it's something that probably affects them more than yeah. well, m- the, more than what is you know seen by the public. Well, the singer lets us know that he wouldn't be able to do it. I wouldn't be able to do it. No, and that, but that's yeah. the whole point, right? Because yeah. he's pretty much saying like... People aren't supposed to live like this and people shouldn't live like this because we have the resources to stop it and they're still living like that. Why? You know what I mean? Like he, he, he makes such a good, complete valid point and it, it's, it's a heartbreaking song. It really is like for as catchy as it is and how heavy quote unquote it is like it, it's super poignant. You know, this is kind of the songwriting that I think we're missing a lot in the metal scene. I agree. I agree. You know, it's, well, I, I mean, to have, you know, music this violent and this, you know, intrusive, you know, it only makes sense to have issues that are violent and intrusive as well. But I, I mean, violent is there. I, I should say more like thought provoking. I, I just think metal, you know, is like a perfect outlet, you know, to bring up these kind of topics and issues. I think so, too. I mean, Zulu does a really good job at bringing up uh, oh, like social justice, social justice. Yeah. So it's happening slowly, but surely. Mm hmm. Another song that talks about big real world issues is the very opening track, Slaughterhouse. Um, Dog, that song broke my heart. Man, if meat didn't taste so damn good, I would, <laughs> I would be Oof. like, "Fuck that!" I, I feel like such a pig for eating this shit. After like, I mean, obviously the lyrics, you know, are are terrible in this song, but like, you know, especially like going in and watching like Earthlings and watching fucking yeah. like Slaughterhouse documentaries. Like, fuck, I feel like such a dickhead for eating this shit, no, you know? Fuck no, I crave a burger right after that. <laughs> I love that, that. That's what I'm saying. I feel bad for a second. I'm like, oh, yeah. Man, have you guys ever went, uh, ever tried to go in vegan or vegetarian? Shit yeah. sucks. <laughs> I, went, I went vegetarian for like two weeks. It was all right, but it was a well, lot Well, your body harder. needs protein. So yeah. it's like... You, you get need... protein off your other thing, off other things, though. Yeah, but if you don't do it right, like, your body's fucking fried. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I had this really good uh, vegan uh, uh, chicken sandwich, and it was probably way better than 90% of the other chicken sandwiches <laughs> I've had. It was so good, dude. <laughs> well, see, and that's the thing, too, now, is, like, there's so many different outlets for it, you know? Like, people are making, making like, impossible meat. Yeah, Beyond Burgers and shit. Exactly. Yeah. So it's probably easier now than it ever 100%. has been. 100%. True. But, uh, yeah, Slaughterhouse makes you want to start that shit. Bro, if you guys look up the lyrics on Genius, there's an annotation, and it says... You will never forget their eyes. You Dude. never forget their eyes. Mm-hmm. Right? Click on it. Bro. 
Yeah, it's, it's a, that picture of the cow. I want to look at it. Keenan <laughs> just pulled it up. Jesus Christ, bro. Show me, Keenan. I saw that Different. shit, and I was high as fuck, right? Okay, for those who are listening, it's a cow crying, looking forward as as it is about to face its impending doom. Yeah, that's kind of fucked. And it, there's something about it, like, I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm Mr. Tough Guy or whatever, but like, I mean, I'm I was a kid who grew up with the internet. A lot of shit doesn't really bother me, but animals, bro. Oh, I can't do animals. Yeah, dog. animals, you, you bro. That shit of, fucks me up. Yeah, and seeing that fucking watch, bro. cow, that. the fucking thug tear, bro. <laughs> that shit <laughs> fucked me up, bro. I was fuck. It chalked it, bro. It chalked. Nope. I literally could not nope. listen to the rest of the song after looking at that picture of the annotation on Genius. <laughs> literally, like as you're looking at that picture, like literally a f- couple verses later it's just like and the sad eyes god damn it and the screaming more screaming than you'd think this dude and like you said his vocals are just so raw and he's just letting all this out he's literally just describing the slaughterhouse literally. and just like all their it's just the impending doom and it's just like and you hear it because multiple times he's just like fuck you never forget their eyes fuck and it's like dude mm-hmm. and it's just like a it's a real problem. Like, even though when we listen to it, you just, like, take it in. It's just, like, in one ear, out the other. Like, damn, this is hard. This is heavy. Heck, yeah. Yeah. But then, like, when you, like, actually, like, look into it, something as little as, like, just looking at the picture, like how you said, and just chalked it for you, it's like, dude. Like, oh, you yeah. get that, right? You, you get, get it. that. It's like, this is, a like, it's a it's a big problem, and it's yeah. always been a big issue. I mean, artists have always, like, saying about this, and it's just... Morrissey. So, that's hard, <laughs> though. Meat is murder. So, that's, that's hard, though, because, like... What, like we prefer fucking meat. Like, what do you want us to do? Like, there's no safe no. way in killing them. Well, I guess there is a better way that's like less painful for the animal for sure. But like, well, I think we we the thing is, is like we already have humane ways of killing them. The issue is their living conditions. That's the biggest thing. Is you know, hundred percent. It's true, not humane actually, yeah. to herd them into one fucking area and force feed them. And you know, fucking... no, that, yeah, you're right. So the, the question, the follow up question would be. Would it be okay if we gave them those good living conditions and just like give them a nice peaceful death? Yeah. Would people, you think people would be okay with that? I I think you're always gonna have people who are just 100 percent not okay with animals dying. Yeah. You know that's just how it is. I think I think it would make it better. You know if I I don't I hope it isn't like a wives' tale, but I think it's Kobe beef, right? In Japan, is it Kobe oh, beef? That shit's terrible. Oh, is it? No, well, isn't that the one where they like lock them up in like a little cage? So no, that's a fucking steak no. that's like worth like a thousand dollars for like a small little T-bone. Yeah, right? yeah, it's yeah. so they but they isn't have that real... a baby cow though. I don't think so. Okay, it it might be. That. I think they have they have wagyu. It might be wagyu. Oh, that wagyu. Wagyu yeah. is that one. That I'm Wait, what did about. you say? Kobe, Kobe beef. Okay, I'm, yeah. But uh, but you know, Japan has this certain type of beef. Where all they do is they treat the cows tremendously. Like, they free roam all day. They feed them beer, you know. And they just live real good lives. And then they slaughter them. And then the meat ends up being, like, really good because of it. But, I mean, obviously that's our end goal is to have delicious food at the end of the day. But that's also a very humane way of doing it. That's true. That would be really nice because I have seen those documentaries and YouTube videos of the slaughterhouses. And they're fucking, they're the trenches, dog. The fucking backing instruments to this song just, you know, expedites that sound of fucking dread and horror, man. It's uh, There's one thing about this album. It just sounds fucking scary. You it know does, what I mean? It does. It sounds very, very foreboding. Bo- foreboding. Yes, that's a great word. Foreboding, ominous, full of terror. This album leaves you with like no hope in the lyrics Oof. and the sound. 
puts you like in the horror scene. Hundred percent, hundred percent, especially with like some of the later tracks coming up. But we'll get to those when we get to those. Mm-hmm. Also, I'd like to bring up in this song specifically, Slaughterhouse. I feel like the bass is very like new metally. It's very funky. I I heard it on other tracks, not on this one, but I did get a new metal sound on some other ones. Yep, and yep. I'll, I'll bring it up when they come up, but. Okay, it's funny okay. that you heard on this one because I heard it on something completely different. It, 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 yeah, I mean, like Marco said, like a lot of these songs do sound similar, so I can see why you think that. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about like the riffage on this song? Like, I think that it hits that like one, two, three. You know what I mean? Like it hits that same thing, mm-hmm. and it's very like uh, syncopated. Is that the word? Like where it's very like in sync, and it almost reminds me of the ringing that they would hear. In the slaughterhouse. Oh, what do you guys think of that? Shit. Am I am I, I mean, smoking the papanya? Or, I mean, or I, I wouldn't be surprised. Huh? I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. Like if it was something like they did purposely. It, it seems like it. It seems like it's that droning. Like yeah. And then it fits like, with the lyrics. Everyone's head rings in here. That's exactly. That's that's so, exactly my point. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I can yeah. see that for sure. Yeah. I didn't make the connection until you just I brought did. it up. I That's mean hard. the papanya is doing you good. Yeah, what? I do hate his his. Uh, I do hate his screams on this song though. I think his hate be- them. Yeah, and his beginning screams. I fucking hate them. Why? That's so interesting. I love his beginning I, screams. Right? I don't like his like other other like, like the, his softer stuff. I I don't like that as much as his heavier shit. His heavier shit. I think uh, it sounds so fucking twisted, so fucking deranged. And then his other stuff, you know, it's. You know, it's it's almost like soft spoken, and then he has so he has the screams, he has the soft spoken, and then he has like this weird like trembling voice, <laughs> and it's fucking insane. Like, yeah, I, he he's very all over the place. So, mm-hmm. but interesting. That's the that's, theatrics right there. That's the theatrics, yes, sir. I want to get into that. I want to get into the trembling vocals, okay? Because this is in my top three. Uh, oh. Pamela. Track three, Pamela. Yes, sir. Wow. So this is the song that I got very new metal bass vibes from it. It's very boom, boom, boom. Like it reminds me of Corn. It reminds me a lot of Corn. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is interesting because the guitar riffs in between verses on this, it gave me like a metalcore kind of sound. It reminded me a lot of like Knock Loose or, you know, something along those lines. So it was it was like a cool mix of the two genres. <laughs> That's what it uh, reminded me of too, Knock Loose. Knock Loose, yeah. yeah especially their latest EP. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That- well, yeah, that's why I call it metalcore because yeah. um, it sounds like metalcore. <laughs> did, did anybody? Okay, so so we all know Pamela. The whole song is about you know Jason Voorhees from Friday the Thirteenth, his mother, and it's from the perspective of her and losing her son, and then you know yada yada, right? The beginning of the track is very eighties. To me, Dude. it gives me like very eighties vibes, which goes hand in hand with the fact that the movie that they're referencing is like super 80s because it came out in the 80s and it was like a fucking 80s like giant you know what i mean so i think the fact that they played on those you know sort of you know melodramatic chords and stuff really add to the whole like lyrical theme of it being like you know jason Voorhees, pamela Voorhees. you know mm-hmm. I, I don't know did, did anybody else get 80s vibes at the beginning of this one i did that's funny. I literally have that in my notes. I was like straight up 80s vibes. Yes, sir. And then like towards the end of the song, like once I started like really diving into the lyrics, I was like, yo, this is about Friday the 13th. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, I did, sir. I double check it. I went and looked it up and sure enough, they're like, uh, I think someone else like described it as like the 80s vibe um, slasher thriller. 
It's 100% that. Yeah, exactly. It's 100 It starts off slow and it builds the tension mm-hmm. and then the more and more like depraved and sad it gets, the more energy that they put into the song and and it's like equivalent to like when the killers like you see it through the killers POV and they're about to fuck some fucking you know teenagers up for having <laughs> fucking unprotected sex and you know what I mean like it's very it this whole song is a trope like I I fucking love it this song is definitely a trope, but it's done in probably the best way. It's not gimmicky. So it's not gimmicky yeah. at all. So tasteful. You could easily make a song like this extremely corny. corny. Oh, 100%. you definitely could. Shout out Ice Nine Kills. But I don't think they're corny, but I, I know what you're saying. <laughs> they, they they definitely they're a little more hand fisted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and they're they they're they're a little more you know heavy heavy on the pedal, but. I, I I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like this is definitely more subtle. One more thing, and then I'll let you, and then I'll give it to you guys. The fucking lyrics on this song. Dude. If you took out, okay, so the the very, very, very last verse is a repeat that they've already said, but the two before that, you take those two out. This whole song is a tragic song about a relative loved one drowning, and it's one of the like saddest songs you ever heard of. But then she says, "Arise, my son." Yeah. You know, some, some like then it then it just goes super fucking eighties killer thriller shit. You know, mm-hmm. okay, so then whatever. But without that, this song would be one of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my life. I'd rather no have the resurrect my son. To be honest, that shit sounds cool as fuck. No, it's it's super <laughs> fucking metal. It to Jason Voorhees, so metal. Fuck yeah, yeah. I can see it being really fucking uh sad. I don't know. We were talking about this earlier too. I'm not one of the saddest songs, but but like the way that. The way it's played, they say like, I try to bargain with the water. Mm-hmm. Like it says, I would gladly trade my life for yours if only the water could bargain. If only they had been watching. I can't turn back. Only face forward. God damn, Man. bro! Like that. Like if it isn't some fucking crusty white lady talking about her zombie son <laughs> who's about to murder a bunch of people, that'd be the saddest shit you ever fucking heard. Oh, definitely. And then you have the verse. Wonder if all this pain I carry is strong enough to lift your body from the water and make you be alive again. I think stupid things like this all the time. So how do you guys feel about his delivery on this? Because his delivery on this. So before we get the big reveal that it's like about Pamela Voorhees. Um, again, you know, it's just a to- it's just a story about somebody like losing their child to drowning or something. And he the way his like the way he's delivering these lines just sounds so slurred. It sounds like he's like rambling while drunk, you know, and it fits the mood of the song. So perfect. I loved his vocal delivery. on. I this. did because it sounds like a, like a drunk person tying it in a campfire. Exactly. Ooh. So That's exactly what it perfect. sounds like. Scary, it, spooky. It, it was, uh, it was, it was a little hard at first, especially coming off, um, you know, slaughterhouse and why, mm-hmm. where you just get the heavy, and then you you got the chug, and then you got his you know you got his screaming. So right when it goes into this and like it slowed down at first, it kind of like took me back. It's like what's going on here? You know, it, everything just kind of like took a step down. And I guess I would say after like my second and third list, and that's when I was like, all right. And then once I really started to dive into it, I was like, yeah, this is nice. This man can't do no wrong. This is where you get like the first look into like how good his storytelling is, and you can picture everything that he's seeing you just see this person standing in front of you know the lake just like crying Mm -hmm. for you know what now we know is her crazy ass son (laughs) (laughs) 
Technically, he wasn't crazy before. They just <laughs> fucking got his ass. Oh, damn. He turned damn. crazy, bro. They fucking yeah, bopped those his damn ass. Ca- camp counselors. <laughs> it, was, he, it was fucking. He had Down syndrome. He did. He did he? He yeah. did. Oh, I didn't yeah, know. They were picking because they were picking on him. Yeah, they're like oh. in front of him too. They're yeah. all like he had that syndrome. Him. I remember that. So he couldn't, right? I'm pretty sure like he couldn't swim, and so they were making fun of him. Right. And I think he like sneaks out. Doesn't he sneak out when he goes into the lake by himself? Mm-hmm. Or like, did he get pressured? I don't remember. And that's I don't, like I don't he remember the story's line exactly. I, I know he had some type of disability. I didn't know it was Down syndrome, but yeah, this one definitely exemplifies his his storytelling. Um, because the first two songs are you know based around world real world issues. You know, so to have a song that's based around you know a uh, an '80s horror movie and to make it good, you know is like you guys said the first example of his really good storytelling um jumping ahead in the track list i think a really good song as far as storytelling goes is the mask and uh that song is based around so uh, we don't have this shit in new mexico i don't know i've never heard of this chain but there's a chain i guess called sirloin stockade that's like a uh it's like a all-you-can-eat steak buffet or some shit. Like, we have one like that. It's oh, called Golden, Golden Crow. <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. We said that How did time. I know you were going to say that? Well, <laughs> should have said furs, bro. Ooh, you, furs, yeah. But, yeah, so. Come with the big-ass jellos, bro. <laughs> Yeah, I I had never heard of this. I didn't realize that this whole song was a homage to an actual murder that happened in a sirloin stockade until I realized that it was an actual chain restaurant. I thought it was a Roger Dale Stanford. It is, yeah. That turned into a fucking... uh... Yeah, it it turned into a murder. It was, what, like six or seven people dead? Six people. That's fucking crazy, man. This song is one of the standout tracks as far as storytelling goes, at least for me personally. It does, because he gives you the straight up POV, baby. Oh yeah, and again, his his delivery is so cr- on his his delivery on this is very frantic. You know, he sounds like he's fucking psycho. You know what I mean? Dude. You could put yourself in the shoes of this dude, fucking throwing people on the ground, put the line them up, animals, dude, dude line wow. up the animals, or line up the animals, line there up you the go. animals, and the way he just screams it from the bottom of his lungs, and you're just like, holy shit! He says it like five times. Yeah. Do you think that's homage to Slaughterhouse? Line up the animals, baby. It could be. Yeah, it could be. Like, like it's not a direct reference, but because that killer, you know, thought so less of them that they, he thought of them as cattle to line them up like animals, it, it 100% could be a, a reference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I felt weird giving this song props because of, like, the lyrical content, but just, you know, I mean, fuck that dude, fuck Roger, but this song is fucking insane, bro. You were saying the frantic vocals, right? Maybe I'm tripping. I could be tripping. Fucking full stop right now. Pump the brake. Pump the brakes if I'm wrong. I got sick. Doctor Acula vibes from this song. Oh damn, for real. Like, <laughs> for those who don't know, Doctor Acula was like an old school deathcore band, like MySpace deathcore. They sang about all their songs were named after like Goosebumps books and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. But like that, like very like, like out of breath, singing your fucking heart out, just like manic, you know, vocal delivery. I, I don't know. To me, it is very Dr. Acula vibes, not in terms of like lyrical, but in terms of vocal performance. So manic, so all over the place, so fucking unsettling to, to put oh, yeah. it to put it lightly. I mean, I don't know. What do you guys think? Dr. Acula 
You ain't named no, I can or see that, especially because I was listening to Dr. Akio like maybe like three months ago. Serio? Yeah. Allah. Oh, shocker on Shocker Street or what? Uh, no, not that. I don't know what came on. It was the one with like the fucking different color album. Oh, yeah. there. It was like a newer one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, literally. I mean, he literally takes over the persona of this character as he's delivering it. And does it flawlessly. Seriously, like like you said, like the whole manic and heavy breathing. And, you know, I was saying, like, open up the safe. He's, like, frantically, like, going, like, <sighs> open mm-hmm. it up, open it up. And then light up the animal. The way he just screams it, like, it literally does not get any better. I mean, probably besides, like, the next song after this, like, I think this was, like, the best story, like, performance. Very, I agree. Like, very, like theatrical. I agree. I, I agree that this is really good, but I agree that the song after this hits a new level. Okay. Can, can, we, can we just yeah, talk about yeah, it? Yeah, let, let's get into it. I, I do want to say that, again, the instrumentation pairs perfectly with the vocals on oh, the mask. Yeah. This one was very, like, hardcore punk kind of sound. Like, yeah. the, the instruments were just as frantic as him. You know, it's... Um, fucking guitar tones all over the place and you know the the drums on this whole thing are amazing but especially on this song they're just like super driving you know just pounding you in the fucking chest yes sir. oh dude yeah i love it so uh the song that we were referring to which is after the mask is i don't care if i burn and this song is like a strip back like straight spoken ambient kind of like spoken word type it's the sort of opposite of what you just described exactly it, it's so is there like a lighter or is there like sounds of open flames in the background? What it is, it's, it is? it's supposed to be a campfire. It okay. is. Okay. Okay. Yeah. okay. Okay. So I heard, I heard flame noises, like, you know, the, the cracking of, you know, like wood or something being burned. And then I heard like, like, like scraping, like almost like digging a hole or like, like pushing dirt or something like, yeah. like maybe digging a grave. Maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. What do you guys think? See, so I f- first listen, first listen, it sounds, it, it sounds like he's, he's walking like through the woods. Yes. And then as he's seeing the, the lyrics, how he's talking about, um, like, yeah, I see you. I'm coming for you. I see you. It sounds like, it's like vividly I can see like someone like walking around like someone's house like because he, he's like stalking. And so it sounds like the branches are like breaking under his feet as he's being quiet because his tone, it is spoken word. Mm-hmm. And so it sounds like he's stalking this this victim. And so that's what I got at first. And then after looking into it, it did say it's supposed to be like the open flame, the campfire. Mm hmm. It like the you know, but you could like picture the silhouette, but yeah, peering over into the open window on the unsuspecting victim. Yes, literally, that makes me sick just thinking about it. I mean, I'll let Isaac talk about the best part of this song, but (laughs) in the lyrics, in one of the verses, it says, So I'm coming now, coming around the back. Everyone was asleep, and as he's saying that, it, it that's why I got him like walking and then like the branches breaking underneath his feet. And then it just goes silent for like what ten seconds, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, bro, this entire song is essentially like, okay, so if the mask was about a serial killer, this song is like Dude. if if the serial killer wrote the song, yeah. Like to me, the way I the way I actually interpreted this song was just like a like a revenge like a revenge fantasy getting revenge on something on or somebody, someone yeah. yeah that is 
maybe an I don't know. I always hate to be like this, but I get like incel vibes from this, you know, like, you know, like what the fuck? Like I will curse you and oh my God. But then I also took it as maybe it was like a crazed fan, like a Stan, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like you may not remember me, but bet your last fucking dollar. I remember you, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like to me, that just reminds me of like, you know, like I'm big timing you, but motherfucker, you better not because I know who the fuck you are. You know, I'm keeping tracks on you, you know, or it could be interpolated as like a crazy stalker to a girl, you know, like, could be, you know, a, a, you know, a woman has, you know, X, Y, Z reactions a day. Maybe she rejects this one person and now this person, you know, and she has no idea and wasn't trying to be mean or whatever, but he can't accept that. So he, he's literally so infatuated. He doesn't care if he burns. Exactly. He'll do whatever exactly. he can to... He's burning, he's burning in his own envy. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, he's just mm. his own monster. You know what I mean? Bro, I can't believe you didn't slam that shit home. <laughs> I teamed you up so good. God damn it. So, again, on the first couple listens, I took it as this dude is, like, walking around, like, a house or something. And so it sounds like he's stepping on twigs, you know? And so it says, he says, so I'm coming now, coming around back. Everyone was asleep, and then we get that 10 seconds of silence. And what does he do? That fool fucking screams the most blood-curdling scream you've ever heard in your freaking life, bro. That shit you hear from the pits of hell. Dante himself said, God damn, chill out, bro. (laughs) God said, let there be light and let this man have a cough drop because that shit was fucking... (laughs) powerful powerful bro one of the most raw animalistic beast warrior mode fucking screams i've ever heard in my goddamn life bro for those who haven't heard the song it's this quiet very ominous very unsettling track that with each step you get more and more uncomfortable the hair starts to stand up on the back of your neck your skin gets goosebumps you get kind of this eerie feeling like maybe i shouldn't be watching this maybe i shouldn't be listening to this something about this is very off and then it gets quiet and then the scream it's like watching an animal die, bro. It's it's so powerful, so impactful. And yet, after you hear it, you're like, what the fuck did I just listen to? Why the fuck it, am I experiencing this right now? It hits you with a range of emotions that you can't even fucking comprehend. Because it hits you in that nerve. That nerve, you know? You know, we all have that fucking reptile brain, bro. We're all fucking animals at the end of the day. That shit hits you in that fucking reptile nerve. That fucking iguana tail, bro. They cut that shit off and it's still wiggling that's what that fucking scream is bro <laughs> fucking insane bro and then it just stops and then you hear the crackling again and then you just hear him say so calmly just looking for some peace and he just repeats that as the the song just ends and you're just like what the fuck yeah i mean yeah you couldn't have explained that any better for real i don't think anybody could have holy shit you know what's crazy is he i think he has screams on the rest of the album that are very comparable to this one 
on this track. Yeah. But the whole buildup and the whole like the whole tension, you know, that's built up around the track just makes that scream so much more impactful. You know, You're right? It tension. scared the fuck out of me the first time Whoa. I heard it. I was like, <laughs> oh my god! I was like so invested in this fucking, you know, in this ominous ass shit, and then all of a sudden, it, like, it's a jump scare in audio form. It's fucking wild. It really is. Like, you have no idea it's coming. Just with how like the song's going, you have no, you have no warning. It just hits you. Mm-hmm. It's scary. <laughs> You're right about the headphone thing too. When I heard it, it fucking made me jump. Oh, bro! Quick story. It scared the shit out of me the other night. I was <laughs> three whiskeys deep, cleaning my kitchen at like 11:45 at night. The only one in the house. How dark was it, bro? The only light on was just the kitchen light. Whole house was pitch black. <laughs> And this man just screams into my ears, and I jump so high <laughs> that my dogs come running into the kitchen like, bro, are you okay? <laughs> oh, that shit was scary. It's literally, Isaac couldn't have explained it any better. Yeah. You just got to go listen to it and experience it for yourself. So I don't care if I burn as a second to last track. We'll leave Grimace Smoking Weed.jpg, which is the <laughs> last song for last because it's a fucking... 10 minute behemoth of a song 10 fucking minutes yeah so uh i think we could kind of you know work backwards into the uh track list over some songs that we skipped i want i want to uh move to anywhere i think i think anywhere is another song i think it has the best production off the whole out of every track super industrial yeah yeah i like the i love the beat to this fucking heavy topic man yeah so the topic is just about a mass shooting correct yeah. It's from the perspective of somebody who was involved in one. Yeah. And their fucking partner gets smoked in front of them. Unfortunately, yeah. I think, let's see. Bro, the first, the opening. Yeah, the opening, the opening bars. At first, your, at first your hand was in mine. They're smiling and walking. Then the world split open. I think there was brain on my shoes. And I love that Jeez. he adds the, stop it. Stop, stop it. it. Oh, he has that. I, what this verse repeats like twice or two or three times you know throughout the track and he ends each verse with that stop it oh and then the drums that back this song it has this like added snare i'm not too sure what the exact word for this sound is but man there's a certain tone that the drum is hitting that's super fast paced that just adds to the chaos of this song man i i agree with you marcos i think the production on this song is fucking top tier mm-hmm. yeah but i think it brings up uh uh I think one of the like, just like the housing issue, um, another huge topic that is I think, oh fuck, I don't, even, I don't know if I want to say this, but I think it's currently more important right now than the housing issue. I think that we should focus on mass shootings and shit like that before, you know, the housing crisis. Wait, this talks about housing too? No, the no, he's uh, saying the like homelessness, the homelessness. Sorry, like in terms of like. Oh, like topics that they've discussed on this album. Oh, so you're comparing it this to is the one, uh, this is the one that I think was like, why? fuck, this one hit me more because the oh. homelessness one's like, no, they could fuck. It's it's an, it's, an, it's an, a, the homelessness thing is an everyday thing, but the mass shooting thing is an everywhere thing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like fuck, like that's a lot. I feel like that's a lot easier to solve than a nationwide housing issue because I try to give as much as I can to homeless people. But I can't really do anything about mass shootings. Oh, I know. There's some homeless dude. <laughs> There's some homeless dude walking around with like a $300 Ralph Lauren fucking snowboarding jacket because oh, of this man. Shout out Marcos. I know. Shout out Marcus. Very charitable. It was one. cold as fuck and I, so I felt bad as fuck, man. 
Yeah, no, it, it's something that needs to be done on a bigger scale, you know, something that's beyond us. Yeah, exactly. You can get together as a community and feed homeless people and give them supplies and shelter. We can't band together as a community and fucking to eradicate stop. guns or something. Yeah. You know, that's and then check this out. The fucking song name anywhere it's literally to imply that this shit happens everywhere Dog. doesn't matter you're you're not safe you're not safe anywhere doesn't matter you're gonna get i mean that's the reason why you didn't go with this to the mick jenkins concert was because you thought something was gonna pop off which is 100 percent reasonable because i dude honestly when i went to the suicide boys concert the other day i had the exact same feeling i'm like fuck like this shit is sold out Sixteen thousand people like some dumbass fucking like gang bigger wannabe 18 year old's gonna Start popping off shots in the parking lot. But bro. it's not even a gangbanger wannabe. It's always the tortured souls who fucking, you know, got bullied or whatever. Like, it's it. I'd rather have some fucking knucklehead. Never mind. Cut that, cut that, cut that. I'd rather a gangbanger <laughs> shoot a lot of people than a fucking. <laughs> knucklehead shoot me. Than an incel. <laughs> bro. Flip it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Agreeable to a certain level. <laughs> no, that's completely fucking extent. stupid. I'd rather that's go so out by some real ass motherfucker. <laughs> than many men. Many, many, many men. Some motherfucker that has two viewers on Twitch. Meanwhile, in the song, this man literally says, it's the sound of a fucking gun. It's the sound of your world collapsing. God. Over Damn. and over and over. And there's that part where he kind of like breaks it down and he goes, wait. Hold on. Wait. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute. And he's just like realizing everything because like it's just so quick. Like the song title, anywhere, at any moment, like it could happen. And so like the way he breaks that part down, like you really feel you like you feel for like the situation because you're like, holy shit. Because like it's again, it's like that hesitation in his voice and like the way he like stutters as he's seeing it because like he's genuinely like frantic. Like he doesn't know what the hell's going on. And just the way he's able to just like take that character and just deliver what he's saying. It's just, it's a terrifying album. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. I mean, we're nervous laughtering because it's fucking, it's hard to come to the truth with a lot of these things because it's fucking awful, you know? And we live, we live thankfully nice enough that where we don't have to, you know, face those things head on every single day, you know? Some people don't have that luxury. Well, and that's the thing, too, is that that's also what this song is saying. You don't have to be somebody who has grown up around it your whole life. You could literally live the most bougie-ass shelter life ever, and then you just get caught up in a mall shooting. Yep. Anywhere. Anywhere. There was just a shooting in what? Um, I want to say it was Chicago. It wasn't like Southside or anything, but it was like for a parade or something like that. That's it, right. In a that's fairly right. you know well-to-do neighborhood. That's right. And, yeah, some dude shot that shit up, too, you know? Some like the videos it, on Reddit, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where you're at. So that that leaves us with two more tracks: uh, "Wicked Puppet Dance" and "Tropical Beaches Incorporated." Before we get to the last, right. track. "Wicked Puppet Dance" has one of my favorite bars off the whole uh, album, which is fucking sick as well. It's literally sick as fuck. Like literally sick. This guy says, "Try to fuck me, called me a liar, so I shot him in the head, set the house on fire." Blah. Why do you like that? It's just sick, dude. It's just like fucking straight to your face, dog. Like a fucking like, oh, that's like radar. He said it's snuffed on sight. Yeah, <laughs> it's on sight. It's literally right? snuffed on sight, bro. You try to fuck me, call me a liar, shot you in the head and set the house on fire. Get rid of the evidence, dog. 
And we're Jesus. just talking about how the message behind mass shootings and shit and guns. Yeah, and you're all just fucking hard, bro. <laughs> I didn't say it's hard. I said it's literally like sick, sickening. Like, but I'm it's like, your oh. favorite. It's a hard fucking bar. Humbers. <laughs> so what is this song about? I took uh, just, just sacrifice. Sorry, baby. Seems like sacrificial type shit. Could be. Go for it. You sure. Yep. I took this song as the two halves of like a addictive relationship, like two drug addicts and their stories from their perspectives. I took it one from the from the woman's perspective and one from the male's perspective. That's that's how I took it. I could see that because at first it's like. You know, oh, like, where the fuck am I? You know, there's a bunch of roaches in the walls and shit. What the fuck is going on here? Trap but, house, baby. But you ever been in a trap house? Literally. And, you know, but he makes a good batch. And then the the second part of that verse is, hey, everyone's always complaining about vain shit until they fucking try it. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. I, I, I took that as, you know, two halves of the same coin, pretty much. Well, based off the theme off this whole album, I would, I would give you the benefit of the doubt. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I don't think that's the benefit of it. I think you're just right. <laughs> Word. That's exactly how I took it, too. I got it, um, you know, from both of their perspectives. So, I mean, you hit right on the head. It's almost like a, uh, it's almost like another take on Master of Puppets in a way. Oh, yeah. I feel like. I, I mean, I know that's not a stretch. It's not like Master of Puppets invented the fucking controlled by drugs genre or anything, you know. But it, more so with the lyrics, falling from the cross, I'm held up by strings. Oof. Right. Oh, that's a hard... Can't stop, so dag- hard, uh, can't stop dancing a wicked puppet dance. And then yep. when he whispers it. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. Shit is. Yeah. I mean, that flows perfectly with you, I mean, if they're just addicts. Jesus Christ, dude. This happens so much. Like, I feel like I have a vague idea of what the song is about. And then I tell or I ask you what you think. And then you lay it down. I'm like, okay, well, now I fucking know. How did I not get that? Like, <laughs> Why well, you should still share your opinion whatever you're right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I'm not, I'm... I I wasn't completely sure what it was. Uh-huh. Like, I, I saw a little bit of the addiction with, like, the whole he's cooking a good batch. But then the whole, like, Wicked Puppet Ants, I didn't really get it. And then I thought, you know, because there was some type of... Yeah, they're slaves. They're slaves to their addiction. You know what I mean? Right. Like, like, and then puppets, strings, you know what I mean? That encorpses, like, like, what's a puppet, right? They're attached to their fucking veins, essentially. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I don't know. Yeah. No, that, that 100%, per- 100% but, but, makes sense. But, but I'm also speaking from somebody who... Was addicted to heroin. Has, who's known people who have been addicted to heroin. So, yeah. So that's why this song is a little more um, sentimental. Like, yeah. Well, it's just close to home. Yeah, close to home. Sentimental makes it sound like it's like heartfelt. And, I know sentimental is like something sweet. Yeah. What's 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 sentimental? But like in like just like a in a an objective way. The cinnamon of it, and like another word. Yeah, it's for very. It. It, this song is very cinnamon to me. Very cinnamon. Oh, cinnamon. Yeah. <laughs> very good what's uh tropical beaches tropical beaches incorporated is not my favorite track but that shit makes my fucking head bop bro it does it's a really good track this is this is probably one of the more catchy songs if not the most catchy song on the entire album you see this is like one of the most popular songs i don't uh, know about popular because popular? i don't know no, like popular, the Z- popular. Oh, poppier? Yes. No. Yeah. I don't think any shit. Of, I don't think anything on this album. Yeah, or, but like, you, like in the context said, of the album. Yeah, in the context of the album, in the context, like out of every fuck, out of all the nine tracks, this is like one of the. Pop, this is probably the poppiest. I, I wouldn't use the word poppy. 
I'd yeah, say I maybe, maybe, maybe the most too, accessible. But, but you know what he's saying, though. Accessible? A beat, I guess. Maybe. Well, it's definitely the most positive lyric-wise. Yeah. This right. is the only song that hasn't anything to do with fucking doom and gloom. This song's actually kind of, like, positive in a way. But, yeah. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. I agree with you, though. It's not my favorite song. It's, it's probably not. my least favorite song, actually. That's fair. But, but, uh, I, but I think on a surface level, to me, it's... Uh, I'm more of a fan of this song sonically just because it's yeah it, it just has like that doom, like like the riffage on this song is yeah like, the, the beginning uh, riffs are fucking amazing yeah it's it's a lot more catchy yeah. it's it's not as like hectic and chaotic you know but with that being said like I only uh, like the first uh, only like it because of the first lines that I re- that uh, I relate to about the gym what so. is that <laughs> I forgot read it off <laughs> it's like uh it. It says, uh, ocean is far away, a million miles far away, and my wife and my kids, it's just me at the gym. <laughs> Let's go. I don't have no wife and kids, but it's just me at the gym. Well, that, that's, that's what the like lyrics a metaphor. are saying. Yeah. yeah, like it's saying like, like in the future, in the, in the future. future. That's, yeah. I know. So it's saying like I'm here at, in the gym working on myself so I could have that future because it's so far away. Yes, it's literally me. <laughs> so I like that. What are you going to name, if you have a boy, what are you going to name him? Trindamir. Wait, say it again? Trindamir. Trindamir? Trindamir. If it's a boy, Irelia. If it's a girl. If it's a girl, what? Irelia. Irelia? Irelia. I'm stealing that. Go ahead. Irelia? Irelia. Don't like that name. Irelia. This fool's already roasting your unborn child. Damn. That's fucked up. I'm gonna train my kid just to beat up your kid in preschool. <laughs> Dog in middle school. My kid will sacrifice your kid, bro. Your kid will be the school shooter that he's talking about. Oh my god. <laughs> bro. For sure, hundred percent. Bro, my kid's gonna be homeschooled and then he'll be the school shooter. That's the reason why he's gonna be a, a school shooter. Because he has no friends. Uh, I'll be his friend. Bro. <laughs> he always talks about his friend. The tall man in the corner. Ooh, yeah. Stop. Stop. That's for sure an active school shooter. <laughs> it's funny how this song, like, has more of a positive message, you know, as far as, like, being at the gym and, you know, taking on new strategies, you know, thinking of ways to, like, make money and, you know, be a little bit more successful. But it still sounds fucking depraved. Yeah, especially, and then you have the lyrics... Man on the TV haunts you, haunt me. You know, you're you're being controlled by the images. Yeah. It's like like even even in their quote unquote positive songs, like they can't still stray away from like the dirt Talking and about grime. Yeah, yeah. From from the yeah, like you said, from the realities of life. Yeah. It's a whole song about the societal pressures of being a man. Mm-hmm. That's how I took it anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, pretty much. It's like that American dream. On the person on the TV just trying to sell you everything and you just want Bars. that so you want to be that. Boom. Yeah. It's like some Joe Rogan shit. It's like, what? What does he say? It's always like, what do you? What do you? No. Okay, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> but what? What is he, like? Mm. I, I've heard him talk about it. Like, what? If you're feeling depressed, just fucking work out. Like physical activity makes you feel better. You know? Yeah. That's literally what he's saying in this song. If you work out and you hit the gym, you'll reach your goals. You'll dig yourself out of this True. hole. But then he's also saying like. 
yeah, like be like the person on the TV screen. They're all fucking yoked. They're all fucking pitch perfect bodies and shit. You know what I mean? You need to hit the gym because if you don't hit the gym, then you're not going to have that wife and kids. You're going to fucking drown in that fucking ocean. You know what I mean? Like, what's one aspect? I'm signing up right now. Take me, (laughs) take me to the gym, Marcos. Planet Fitness. (laughs) You grab my thumb in the weirdest way. No, I mean, that's one aspect of it. You could just go to the gym to be healthy so you could live a longer life. Yeah. It's literally yeah. it. But, I I mean, you know, there's a lot of people who go to the gym just for purely vanity reasons, too. This yeah. There's nothing wrong with Literally it. this guy. No, it's not me. <laughs> Bro. Not for vanity reasons. Well, no, it's to be healthy. I can live long because I don't want to be six years old. You just crush like seven beers. Damn. Yeah, but that's why I'm going to the gym so I could drink and I'll do all this stuff. If I wasn't going to the gym, I'd be weighing like 500 pounds right now. My G. Yeah, word. I don't want to be 50 and using those fucking carts at Walmart just because I can't walk three steps. Damn, that's going to be me and Ruben. Yeah, probably. Bro, we threw our shit down some fucking heavy sets. Yeah. I think we've kind of set ourselves up for <laughs> And now we walk future. for a living? What the fuck? I know. God <laughs> damn, man. God. Your knees, like are, your knees are going to be blown Like and subscribe to this. <laughs> Help us quit our day jobs. <laughs> please. Please. We need the rest, man. Save these fools the shin splits, please. <laughs> oh, for yeah, real? Can you roll my shit out after this? And the I got you, baby. Plantar fasciitis. All right. Yeah, let's go. So that'll help us wrap up with the grand finale, Grimace underscore smoking underscore weed dot JPEG, <laughs> which, like we said earlier, is like a nine to ten minute behemoth of a song. That About heroin. Yeah, it's basically about a heroin addict, you know, either going through withdrawals or like in the throes of the addiction. And he, no shit, sees Grimace from these fucking McDonald's commercials in his room. And Grimace is like trying to convince him to commit suicide and shit. This one does. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. Takes a while to get there, but you eventually get there. It's on the... Eighth minute and like the 40th <laughs> second, or he just fucking blows his brains out. No, he jumps. No, he the jumps. jumps. That's why he's screaming at the what end. What do you think sounds fucking better for our listeners? Jumps. The, the truth. truth. <laughs> oh! <No>! <laughs> like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. Get out. <laughs> oh, he pauses it. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> Yeah, because that's why he's saying, "I what does he say? I, I face the window, or I look out face forward, or some shit." Yeah, he jumps out the window, jumps out the balcony. The, I like this song is like the perfect wrap up to the whole album. It basically goes through the motions of everything, like lyrics wise, um, delivery as far as like vocally. Production wise. too is really good on this. Production, album. yeah. The the instrumentation is insane. The instrumentation goes through like big deep passages of like super super heavy fast riffs and then like the fast or the last four minutes are like that like that shit sounds like some doom metal you know just the one 100%. chord playing out for like 10 seconds and then another one and he, like in the background he's yelling and oh. literally fucking doom metal it's like not even a little aspect of it. it's literally doom metal. like mm-hmm. the last three minutes of it are like 100 percent doom metal mm-hmm. and what's perfect about it is like every time they hit a note it's like duh, 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 duh. Why? <laughs> Bro. Da, 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 da. Stop fucking with me. Like, like every time they hit the note, 
it's it correlates to something that's happening you know lyrically in the song that i think is just so perfect they they match those slamming guitars and those really you know solid drums with those fucking soul crushing very depraved lyrics you know what i mean i i think it's a perfect matchup and and one other thing completely agree with you it is the final wrap-up it's the fucking cherry on top of this fucking album because it's like you said this fucking behemoth gargantuan titanic fucking mass of a song bro it's fucking crazy the way the way this album ends they're talking about you know this topic and this topic the song before this is a fucking haunting nightmare of a fucking monologue and then you go from that to a haunting monologue of your own inner thoughts trying to fuck with you because you got too fucking high off the the hashish or no that's not that's the papanya not the, the, <laughs> <laughs> that's why i thought you're going with it <laughs> I got fucking cooked out the papanya bro like it's fucking chocked bro it's not the papanya it's that fucking it's that fucking Shiba, yeah, bro. It's that Shiba. Oh, it's that uh, Shiba. Yeah, it's that Jesus. Shiba, bro. I, I don't know. There's some. There's just something about having all these different topics and then ending with such a ridiculous yet like soul crushing topic that like is so hard to like match to match that energy. Like they had to end it right here. They didn't end it right here. It'd be fucking chalked. They ended it on the perfect high note. The perfect low note. This shit's fucking evil. Can I just say this album is fucking evil, bro? Shit gives me the heebie-jeebies, bro. Shit gives me the fucking gooseies. It's a perfect title for the album, actually. So is it weed? No, 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 it's fucking right. heroin. Yeah, it's I was going to say, because he talks about it in there. That it's no, I just have a pun, you know, but it, uh, it's, definitely, it's definitely Shiva, bro. It's definitely Shiva. <laughs> 100 percent 100 i got it from the title but now this man clearly says right here get out of my room new spoon yes yeah that's it but like his his persona the way he's able to take over as purple man and as this dude who's going through it Mm -hmm. that's insane because like you can hear it in his voice the way he like distinguishes between the two it's it's so sick and it's it's frightening as he's talking about the you know the main character and you know i just want to die get out of my room like that shit's so heavy i'm trying to kill myself if you don't mind that's why i locked the door i just need some privacy if you mind i'm gonna open the window now and jump out face first i know we're not that high but if i do it right i could break my neck i don't want to be alive holy shit no and you're and you're right when you said the the different vocal projections his when he's playing like the guy it's super like manic and like all over the place and then when he's playing the demon that shit's fucking straight bro yeah that shit's like a fucking razor to your fucking throat bro it's completely straight and how the instruments just get crazy as he's talking about the normal guy the instruments are just just building and building and building bro yeah. It's like an avalanche waiting to fucking wash over you. Mm-hmm. Perfect way to end the album. Definitely. Yeah. 100%. Even, even with it being nine minutes, I'm not even mad at that. Oh, no. It doesn't even feel like nine minutes. No. It's a perfect way to end this album. Oh, oh of course. I mean, it does feel like nine minutes, but... <laughs> <laughs> but it's well, still a good way. It's you know, anything way. shorter might have just taken away from what they were trying to do with the song. From yeah, the storytelling. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's definitely... I think it was definitely a much-needed length. Oh, yeah. And then, spoiler alert, like Isaac said in the beginning of the track, 
person kills himself. This person jumps out the window. Boom. Ending to the album. Mm-hmm. What a way. What a way to end such a... <laughs> like, to end... Like, I can imagine this character is living, like, within the world that this album is built. Ooh. And, you know, after seeing these mass shootings, after seeing what these animals are going through in slaughterhouses and after seeing these homeless people and all this chaos, like I could just imagine this character, you know, having to witness all that just decides to kill himself while also being a drug addict. Like what a perfect way to end this album with suicide. Yeah. If you want a fucking audio horror movie to listen to, this is like a good album to listen to. Get you that same. uh, Oh, perfect. The same uh, emotion. Yeah. Anybody else have any final words, final thoughts, lyrics, bars, riffs? No, I'm good. I think we all said everything that we needed to say. Cool. Okay. Let's go ahead and start with our final thoughts, top three tracks, and overall score. Isaac, would you like to do the honors? Uh, Don't mind if I do. So, uh, final thoughts. Wow. What an album. God, motherfucking damn, (laughs) Keenan. You certainly made us fucking think with this one. <laughs> really, really liked this album. Really liked the lyrical themes on this album. Really liked that a, that a metal band is challenging me to think about certain topics that I wouldn't necessarily think about. Or would just remind me of topics and are just bringing a new light to it. You know what I mean? Like, we've always had, you know, political bands, you know, we, you know, Rage Against the Machine, you know, et cetera, et cetera. System of a Down. System of a Down. You know, we've always had bands that talk about shit, but, like, something about this just seemed more personal. Something about this just seemed to hit hit home a little a little closer. Because they don't sugarcoat it. They don't give you, like... No, they, they said that shit straight up. You know what yeah. I mean? And And I really appreciate that. But as 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 much as I do love the lyrical aspect of it, you know, some of the instrumentals and some of the way in which, you know, they went about the singing and, you know, this and that wasn't really a fan of. So it kind of bumps my score a little bit lower. But, you know, it, it, to me, it's solid album, fucking phenomenal storytelling and some of the most manic fucking gut-wrenching and emotional shit you'll ever hear shit that'll make you fucking feel something bro and that's and that's what i love I, I love albums that make me feel something i love music that makes me question what i'm listening to and makes me think you know so thank you for that uh my top three tracks and this is in order so number three would be pamela number two is gonna be the mask and number one of course i don't care if i burn a little, little weird because it's definitely not the most traditional, you know, quote unquote song, but it's so fucking just impactful to me, and it's 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 a fucking trip, bro. It's a fucking it's insane. It's fucking insane. Uh, so and my final review, I will give this a seven and a half out of ten. So uh, I just have to say that this is a really dope recommendation from Keenan. Uh, along the lines of what Isaac said, it's really sick that a band could come out and give such a straightforward, emotional, and not sugarcoat the messages that they su- that they uh, support or you know back um, in such a clear and creative way. Um, especially in a fucking like naming the album "God's Country," <laughs> and then you're talking about these uh, 
issues and a fucking dark ass fucking tone and demeanor is like ridiculous. It literally puts up like a it's literally like a, a horror movie. Even um, the fucking album cover, bro. Yeah, dude, exactly. So like, I don't know. This is a lot of uh uh. There's a big message behind every track. Well, my favorite tracks would be Pamela, uh, Anywhere, and Grimace Smoking Weed JPEG. <laughs> yep. In no order either. Just they're all fucking how fucking sick. I had to put Jason Voorhees up there, bro. Come on. I'll get a straight seven out of ten. All right, so not just because it was my pick. Holy shit. <laughs> this album was fucking sick. It, it took a while. Because I'm going to be honest, on that the first the first listen, I was just kind of like, I don't get it. What, what, what's the hype? What's, what's going on here? And so after, you know, definitely after like my third, fourth listen, this album like really grew on me. So I now get why people were posting about it as much as they did. <laughs> So the topics of this album were heavy, whether it was about, you know, the meat industry and the opening track or the homelessness, the mass shootings and the drug addictions and so on. Um, this band was able to talk about everyday struggles of this f- fucking shitty country and make a fucking masterpiece out of them. Those vocals were so good. That man, his screams, like Isaac said, someone please give this man a cough drop. Those screams were so sick. His storytelling and delivery was so visual that you can literally see what this man was, you know, delivering. Like, you were able to put yourself in these characters and basically act out these songs. That shit was just intense. The instruments were so good. I loved that heavy, distorted guitar and that, you know, that sludgy bass. Um, those drums, those drums were good. And then, of course, every all of that behind his, behind his vocal delivery. Couldn't ask for more. Um, after all that being said, this album, to me, is easily... An 8.5. Damn. This shit is good. With my top three tracks being Why, The Mask, I Don't Care If I Burn, and Honorable Mention, Grimace Smoking Weed JPEG. (laughs) Honestly, it's going to be hard for me to just not mirror what Isaac said, you know, and I guess pretty much that everybody else has said. Although I think you put the instrument, Keenan, a little bit higher. Um, I, I would have to agree as far as like the songwriting and the um the performance by the lead vocalist. He is absolutely insane. Like he the the instrumentation was good on its own, you know? It it was good at times great, but I don't feel like it ever really reached a, you know, really profound level. But the lead singer helped propel it to that level. Oh, you yeah. know? I think without him, without his storytelling and without his um without his vocal deliveries it would just be kind of like a, you know, it would be a decently good sludge slash noise metal yeah. album. But he just elevates it to a whole nother level, man. Again, I mean, that doesn't really take too much away from the instrumentation. But I just think as a whole, aside from maybe a couple tracks, you know, like maybe Anywhere and the uh, instrumentation behind I Don't Care If I Burn, you know, the 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 vocalist was really what shined the most on this, you know, and the songwriting itself. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and give it a seven two. um, top three tracks in order would be anywhere. Number two, the mask. And it's really hard to put one over the other, but they're 100% top three and number one, Pamela. And that wraps up. That wraps up our review of God's country by chat pile. Go ahead and uh, shoot us a DM, comment on the post, let us know what you think. If you haven't heard it, listen to it and let us know after. Definitely worth your while. Um, 
Until next time, we the Underground Treehouse. See you next episode. Later. Bye.